So, Tina, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know you're extremely busy here with Highlight Creative. So I really appreciate your time, and I want to spend a few minutes to give you a platform to talk about your fascinating life and the work you're doing here at Highlight. Uh, So you're not from Kelowna. Tell us a little bit about how you got here, when that happened, and how you ended up in the city of Kelowna. Okay, well... I got here, I would say, seven years ago. I'm from Vancouver Island, which is also beautiful. Um, I didn't find Kelowna that amazing when I moved here. Most people think when they come here, this is the most amazing place. But I moved here December 28th, and it was minus 17 degrees out. And I cried for a week. (laughs) But when May came around and I was down at the pool. I, I thought to myself, now I know why people move here. And I absolutely fell in love with Kelowna. Spring, summer, and fall is amazing here. And uh, winter is okay if you like skiing, but it does tend to be a little bit gray and cold. But um, what made you decide to move here in the first place? I was ready for a change. I grew up on the, um, I grew up on Vancouver Island and I had lived there my whole life not really traveling that much. Um, and I was just ready for a change. I, I just needed something new in my life. I think I was done with kind of the monotony, um, of day in, day out and just was ready for a change. And my partner at the time had an opportunity, um, here in Kelowna. So we up and left, I left a really good job. Um, I was doing really well, so that was that was difficult, um, but I was really glad that we ended up coming here. Um, and I'm I will never live anywhere else in Canada. Have you traveled much across Canada, uh, or is it possible that there are other places out there that are like Kelowna? When you first get there, you're going to think this sucks, but you might. I mean, have you seen much of the rest of the country? Oh, that's a tough question. Parts of me are a little bit nervous to answer this question because I haven't been everywhere in Canada. But if somebody were to ask me if I'd want to move, I would say no. Um, they refer to Kelowna as Kelownafornia, which I'm sure you've heard mm-hmm. a million times. Yes. And it's true. It's absolutely beautiful. And it is compared to California in the summer. Um, I don't think I would want to live anywhere else. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Geographically, it looks like California, too, with the rolling hills. Uh, I don't know if you've been to Los Angeles, but our beautiful mountains and hills here uh, be the same, except they'd be covered with subdivisions all the way up and down the sides of these hills. But geographically, with the vineyards and the the water and the mountains, it looks kind of similar. So you run Highlight Creative with your partner, William. Uh, have you always been in this type of business? And tell us a little bit about what you do here. So to answer your first question, yes, I run it with my partner, William, and our other partner, Peter. So I've always been in the creative business, and I absolutely love everything to do with design. It's what gets me out of bed in the morning. Um, Being able to help people in their business through design and branding is something that I love more than anything. Um, and that's why, that's why I'm running this with our partners. Um, I started off on, um, I started off 
as a graphic designer, um, gradually moving into a role as an art director for a magazine, and then managing uh, several magazines at a an, at another firm on the island um, that sold or that um, was focused on medicinal marijuana. Um, it was it was an amazing experience, but gone are the days of print advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a big shift that happened about five years ago, and I felt it because I was in that business, and I knew that um, the magazine industry wouldn't be around for very long. Um, people either needed to go to the digital platform or um, make a pivot in their business somehow. So I decided that I would make a pivot, and that's why I started here. So I guess you help companies make that pivot or uh, move into the digital world. So maybe tell us a little bit about your uh, clients in a general sense. You don't have to mention anyone specific unless you want to. But what is, what is, tell us a little bit about the sort of work that you do for, for your clients here. Okay. I, I'm going to tell you a little story. So right. this morning I was driving to drop my newborn son off to his nanny and I saw this kid sitting on the side of the road. He had a lemonade stand and he was adorable. And as I drove past him, I thought to myself, you would sell a lot of lemonade if you let people know that you were selling lemonade. So he had no signage. I knew what he was doing, but you couldn't tell exactly what it was because he didn't say lemonade stand for sale or lemonade for sale. Um, And to put it in perspective, that's what we do for our clients. So we actually tell people what our clients do um, through online digital um, uh, mediums. Uh, So I just thought that was adorable, and I completely related that to what we do. Um, So you can have the best product, the best service in the world, but if nobody knows who you are and you don't tell people what you're doing, then people aren't going to buy from you. So it's our job to make sure that people know what you're doing. So that's what we do. It's so true. I can't uh, recall how many times I've been in a certain type of business, and I meet someone and they say, I had no idea you were even doing that. So let's say, just to speculate a little bit, let's say you were walking down the street and you saw this kid and you said, you know, um, I can see you're selling lemonade, but it wasn't obvious when I first walked up. And this eight-year-old kid says to you, yeah, I know. Um, I've got a budget of $15,000 a year. What? can you do for me? And he tells you, I've got $15,000 for marketing, but I don't know what to do. So what would you do for this uh, lemonade kid? Wow. $15,000 for a lemonade stand. That looks amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a lot we could do. I guess I would ask him what he sees himself doing in five years, what he plans to do for this um, lemonade business. Does he want to franchise it? Does he want to gain um, awareness about his company in Kelowna? Does he want to expand into new markets? Does he, um, does he want to recruit new people? That's where I would start. And right. then um, based off his answer, then we would decide where the money should go. Right. So it's never just, oh, well, I think you should do this because 
I don't know what his desires are. And if we tell him what he should do, then it might not line up with what we think. So I would just consult with him and ask him about his lemonade business. But I did actually want to stop and give him some advice. But when I was that age, I didn't take advice from anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, um, okay. So I just like to play with this a little more, if you don't mind. Um, so he says to you, well, what first thing I want to do is be profitable because I want to, uh, sell off lemonade so I can save up for a a camping trip. Mm -hmm. And, uh, eventually I want to hire a couple of staff. And if I could do this really well, and be successful, I'd like to help other kids do it. So maybe a franchise or maybe a mentorship program or something. But I want to grow big enough that I can travel. You know, once I'm 12 and my parents let me travel, I can save up and uh, I can help other young people to start. So I want to grow big enough to be able to do that. So what is a good marketing program for me this summer to sell enough lemonade that I uh, can start to make some profit. Wow. I, I would be really impressed if some <laughs> kid came up to me and said that. I would be, I don't know, I, I think my jaw would drop to the floor. <laughs> um, I guess where I would tell him to start is figure out who would buy his lemonade. Right. And where are the people coming from? So is it a good idea for him to be selling at um, a baseball game or... Mm the farmer's market, who's going to be drinking the sugary drink. We need to figure that out first. So once we do that, um, and that's market research. So we actually do that not only physically, but digitally. Mm -hmm. So we'll look up um, popular search terms to see what people are buying and what they're interested in, and then give him... um, a budget of what we think he should spend in order to attract those people online. Yeah. Uh, So that's where I would start with him, but I definitely would want him to see if there was a market for this lemonade. Right. Especially in a, in a health conscious city. I mean, most people are thinking about their teeth and, and, (laughs) you know, keeping their smile and maybe they don't want to drink a really high sugar um, content they would want something like kombucha or something, but you'd have to figure that out. Right. So that's where I would start. So you do a lot of social media. Mm-hmm. And uh, is there a favorite platform that you use for your clients or does it depend on the type of business? And if it depends on the type of business, maybe tell us a little bit about Facebook and Instagram and which types of businesses should be using which platform or is it a combination? That's a loaded question. It's great. (laughs) Um, My favorite platform to use for myself, um, I would say I love Instagram and I love Instagram stories. Um, For clients, absolutely. Every client is different. Every audience is different. So it's figuring out. um, So, for example, you're a real estate agent and say you're, um, you're looking at helping individuals that are moving from Vancouver to Kelowna. So where are you going to market? So maybe you're on the tourism page um, of, of the Instagram feed. So when people are looking up tourism photos, they see, they see your name and maybe your photography. Mm-hmm. So they link you with the city. 
Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, yes. So it's just thinking about kind of the journey of your target audience. What are they doing? Why are they moving here? And trying to be at those places, those touch points that they're going to be visiting. Um, so what are the, some of the first things they do when they come here? They drink wine. Right. So they want to go travel to all the wineries because that's, that's fun for them. Um, so you want to be at those places. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you get into those places? Well, like I said, maybe you get onto their Instagram feed. Um, so you can kind of see how that mm-hmm. all falls into place. Yes. Do you have any questions about that? Yeah, I do. Okay. So do you, in, in this studio, you do the creative work, yeah. but you're also doing the placement, right? So if someone comes to you with a budget and then you're going to help them figure out what is the best medium mm-hmm. and you're also going to produce advertising. Yes. So do you do, um, uh, like video mm-hmm. or what, like what types of ads do you do for your clients? Are you, do you have actors come in or is it the business mm-hmm. owner? Like we're sitting here in a, a beautiful studio. Who comes in here? Is it paid actors or is it the entrepreneurs themselves? What What do you do in the okay. studio? Um, it's a really loaded question. It really it really depends. So um, we can continue using the real estate example. So if you're a real right. estate agent, um, you're just starting out. You want a headshot. You would come in here yourself, and we would take your photo. Right. Um, you want to showcase the home that your friend just wanted you to list. We would go out to the home, make sure that it looked amazing. We wouldn't take it in the broad daylight. We would wait till the sun went down mm-hmm. so it looked extra gorgeous. Um, so it just really depends on what you're trying to do. So the first question we would ask is, what's your objective? Mm-hmm. What are you trying to do in the real estate market? Um, finding that out first, then we can decide from there. So it's more of a strategic approach before we just execute on tasks. Yes, you can come to us and say, hey, I want a beautiful social media page. Well, why? Mm -hmm. You know, are people going to watch a real estate agent talking about themselves on Instagram? Probably not. Probably not. Unless they were like a famous person in New York. I don't know. Right. Um, Or they just had some interesting story. But you need to really figure out exactly what you want and then figure out who's going to be buying your product or service and where they are and then creating content for them right. to get to you. Right. So it's, 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 it sounds complicated, but we've done it so many times that yeah. um, we just, we've seen trends and we've seen patterns and we know exactly what to do for our clients. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. If you're curious about sponsorship opportunities, just hit us up at the Facebook page, the I Love Kelowna podcast. Luke Menkes is a realtor with Remax Kelowna. He loves what he does. We asked Luke if he had any regrets about moving here in 2011, and he always says, yeah, one regret, and that is he didn't move here sooner. When Luke came here, he didn't know anyone. He didn't know the neighborhoods or anything or anyone besides his daughter, who was six years old at the time. So he knows what it's like. Now he's an expert and has helped well over 100 single people. 
couples, families, and investors with their real estate needs in the Okanagan. If you're new to our beautiful city, Luke can help you get connected with great lawyers, dentists, carpenters, landscapers, swimming pool installers, you name it. And whether you're new to Kelowna or not, Luke knows real estate. He can help you find a great property, negotiate a good deal, and hold your hand all the way through the process until the day you get your shiny new set of keys. Luke is known as a no-pressure kind of guy. He's had clients where it took even a year or more to get them into a property. He just doesn't believe in rushing things. On the other hand, when you decide it's time to act, he's diligent, and he'll work day and night until the job is done. Give Luke make us a call or a text message at any time, 778-215-4273. Again, that's 778-215-4273, 778-215-4273, to chat with Luke about real estate. And when it comes to creative, you do everything, like you do visual, you do uh design ads, you'll do photography, you'll do video. So all the, the entire uh, technical part of it, you guys take care of here. And then you uh, come up, help them come up with a strategy of how to place those ads and how to target those ads. So maybe we could just talk a little bit about my example. Yeah. Um, because there's not too many eight-year-olds, you know, on the street that have that kind of vision yeah. or budget. Yeah. But um, like this podcast, for example, the the goal is to have it as a community interest thing because I think most of us, probably 95% of us living here, love the city. And what makes the city great is the geography, but also the people. Um, So many interesting people I've been able to interview so far uh, that come from other parts. I think out of 24 interviews I've done so far, there's only one person who was born, raised here, and spent their entire life here. Everybody else is from somewhere else. So it's always an interesting story. How did you find out? How did you move here? So I, I, I don't talk too much about real estate on the show. Um, I've interviewed a couple of real estate agents, and we will talk about real estate because it's relevant. But I don't like the idea of a hard sell for myself. Like, you know, use me, I'm the best agent. Like, I just don't like that. When I see it from others, I, it kind of turns me off. But, um, what, what I'm trying to position myself as, as is a helpful resource and someone that knows a lot of people and knows the city and loves this city. And I think when it comes to any business, we, match with the people whose personalities match us. Like we might be technically great at marketing and Instagram or whatever it is we're doing, but there has to be a, a personality match as well. Absolutely. Right? So what would you advise using your services to expand the reach of this podcast, for example, to get more people like if they're curious about moving here, or if they live here and they love the city, but they want to hear more about Tina Walchak and they want to hear more about the people that are coming on this show, but they're not aware that this show even exists. So how would we expand the reach of this show? Okay, wow. Um, so I guess what I'm hearing is this show is used not only for um, yourself, for marketing yourself, 
um, but to bring the community together. Am I yes. missing? Am I missing That's anything? Right. That's right. Yeah. So, if you were using this show to um, gain awareness for you as a real estate agent, um, I think you've done a really good job. Thank you. So, by reaching out to people, what you're doing is a really great strategy. Um, I don't think for myself, I would be searching out podcast um, interviewers in Kelowna. I'm right. sure there will there would be some people that would search that. Um, but what you're doing by reaching out um, is fantastic. I think a lot of people expect a marketer to just do all of the work when mm-hmm. that's not the case. You right. really need to put in the effort and network as much as you can to gain more um, more fans. Yeah. Um, what you could do is you could have more influencers on your podcast. So those who have a large reach on Instagram and then asking them to broadcast your show. Right. So telling people what you're doing, tagging you, asking their fans to follow you. That's where I would start. Right. Um, there are quite a few influencers in this city and that's where that's where I would go if I were in your position and I wanted to reach more people. So tell us a little bit about what you love about this job, being creative and um, what, why do you love this? I can tell you do. I mean, the way you've set up the, the studio and uh, the office space, it's obvious that you love what you do. Maybe tell us a little bit about why that is on a personal level. I guess I like to try to tell stories because I think they're relatable. Um, Mm -hmm. As a kid, I loved art. I mean, it was the thing that I did on my spare time. I would draw, paint, and, you know, grade 12 rolls around and you're asked the question, what are you going to do after school? And being an artist was the only thing that I could see. Mm-hmm. But I was told that that wasn't okay, that that's not a real job. Right. Um, so it, it wasn't like I was trying to prove people wrong, but I just couldn't see myself doing anything else. Uh, so luckily, I um, my brother had a friend who was in the graphic design program, and um, he recommended that I take this program. So I did. I didn't know really what I was getting myself into. Um, I just knew that you could make decent money as a graphic designer. And turns out you can. (laughs) You can do really, really well, especially right now. I mean, it's such a great business to be in because Mm -hmm. there's so much opportunity. Everybody is starting their own business. They need a brand. Um, They need a visual identity. And there's a ton of work. Um, so to me, being able to help entrepreneurs that have had that same story Mm -hmm. where they were told their idea isn't going to make it, that they can't be artists, they can't be who they, they want to be, who, um, they can't do their career choice or whatever, whatever it is, being able to help them Mm -hmm. and actually seeing them make a profit is what gets me out of bed in the morning. I absolutely love being able to help people. Somebody comes in here with um, a desire to 
I don't know, run. Um, I'm trying to think of something, something crazy, a gelato, a gelato store. And they, they have desired to do this. They've put in the time, you know, people say, oh, you can't do that. But being able to help them with that and market them and seeing them be successful and happy is awesome Mm -hmm. because it, it kind of, it reminds me of when I was told that I couldn't do something and now, now I, I can and so can they um, because there's a lot of people in that same boat. So I saw a video with you, an interview, and you said that uh, you're kind of the creative side of the equation and William is more the technical side, yeah. but you didn't really explain what that means. So um, do you find that the technical side of it challenging? a little bit and how do you two complement each other? That's a great question. Um, so the technical side is incredibly important. I can do it, but it's doesn't get me excited. Right. What gets me excited is the creative element. So actually creating the visual identity of somebody's brand, mm-hmm. um, you know, how their website functions, how their website looks, how their, um, their business card, their logos, their um, what their persona is, and mm-hmm. all of those aspects, that's what excite me. Um, that's what excites me. But William, he's the one who basically measures the brand to see if it's working. So right. say we put out a campaign um, for your real estate company, and you know I create the visuals of it and make sure that the visuals... Um, are consistent with the message that you're trying to portray. Now what William will do and the team will do is track to see if it's actually working and gaining the right audience. And if it's not, then we go back into design, revise it, and then try again and keep going back and forth. So it's almost like a game of tennis, Mm -hmm. a match of tennis. You know, you're passing that ball back and forth to make sure that everything's streamlined and working properly. Mm-hmm. A lot of agencies, they'll have just the design side. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll make all your brochures, Your um, we'll take your headshots, we will make your website, but is it actually reaching people? Right. So a lot of agencies don't know that. Um, but then there's the technical side where we can create something that's technical, but it might not look great. Right. So if you merge the two, then it's a lot more powerful. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to do. We want to make you look good, yeah. but we want to make sure that you're also making money. <laughs> right. So it's got to look great, but also be effective right. and reach the, the target audience and Absolutely. get results. So um, tell us a little bit more about your business. Did you start just the two of you? How long have you been here? Tell us a little bit about your growth. I think it was about five years ago now. Um I saw the highlight sign that's outside of the building. I don't know if you saw it. It's a big orange sign when you're driving um, driving across the bridge to get to the west side from Kelowna. And I said to myself, finally, there's a, a real marketing agency in Kelowna because I hadn't seen anything here before. So I actually picked up the phone and I called and it was Will who answered, my partner, Um, I had worked with Will about five years prior to that, 
and we didn't get along at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we, we butted heads. It was, it was, it was funny. Um, so I thought to myself, oh my God, I can't believe I'm talking to him. And he's like, oh my God, we need a creative lead. You need to come in here. Um, so I hummed and I hawed and I said, you know what, why don't we just have a conversation? So I come in, we chatted and we actually had a really great conversation. I think, you know, you grow up a lot in five years time Mm -hmm. and your perspective changes and you go through life and you see things differently. Right. Yeah. So we ended up working together. Um, I was just doing contract work with him. He had purchased the business and from another fellow who decided to do a completely different business. Um, and then we just started jiving together nice. and creating. Um, I think it was the three of us. It was me, Will, and Adrian that were working, and now we're at 25. Wow. And that was three years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of growth. Absolutely. So same location for the past three years? Yeah, same location. So we, when we first um, started, we were in uh, the Young Drivers Unit. Um, some people that are listening to this might know where that is. Um, and I, I think it was, yeah, right. I was trying to open the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. super small space. I think it's about 500 square feet. Um, there was a paper sign on the door. It was, it was looking pretty ghetto. Um, <laughs> and then we switched spaces with young drivers because he was actually on the other side and he had all of the space he didn't need. Um, but we've slowly started expanding and taking over the whole building. So by the end of the year, we'll um, have the whole building, which is impressive in such a short period of time. I can't believe it. So tell us, what, what is the best way for someone to contact you? Um, when, I, when I've been doing creative work in the past, I didn't like, because I'm kind of an introvert, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't like people just knocking on the door or showing up. You know, I like them to make an appointment, but some people are totally different. They love to see people show up. So what is the best way for someone to approach you if they're interested in um, talking to you about your services? Should they call you, text you, email, or just show up? Oh, I like that. <laughs> I don't know. I think a little bit of all of it. I would love for someone to come into Highlight and just say hi. That would be great. Right. Um, or you can find me on Facebook, uh, Tina Walchak, W-A-L-C-Z-A-K. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram. My handle is hi, H-I-I dot Tina. Um, so reach out and check out our website, highlight.com. Um, if you have any questions about branding, marketing, just how to start a business and get it going, uh, that's what we do. And we do do consulting as well. So absolutely reach out. I would love for you guys to come in and see and check out the space. It is a beautiful space. So <laughs> it's good to know people are welcome to come and check it out. Um, so I want to put you on the spot. Can you tell us one person in the city of Kelowna that you find to be a fascinating person that you would love to see come on this show in the future? Oh, man, I I knew this question was going to come. And <laughs> there is a fascinating person. This person, um, I feel like he helps a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He gives back to the community. Um, he spends a lot of his hours dedicated to his craft 
and that's one of the reasons why I love him. And his name is William Walchak. So I would love to see him on the show as Wonderful. well. <laughs> okay, great. We will certainly get William on the show and we'll try to take a little bit different tack. Maybe we'll get into more of the technical aspect of oh, yeah. your business, right? Well, Tina, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for the scotch. That's a really nice surprise. I'm a big scotch drinker, and uh, I think maybe once or twice in my lifetime that I walk into an office and see it there with uh, with glasses and uh, ready to go. So, But thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me, and I'm excited. It's Friday. Cheers, everyone. I hope that you're able to relax and have a scotch and enjoy Kelowna as much as we do. Great. <laughs>